is a public service announcement. This is a public service announcement. What you're about to listen to may make you yell, shout, smile, and even laugh out loud. Youth baseball players, coaches, and fans join the Slide Podcast crew on their journey to make baseball fun, fun again. Hear stories from players of all ages, plus tips and tricks from coaches and scouts. Now, if you're ready, give us a loud play. There you I go. Think, I think the kids do a much better job at that I, than we do. I have to agree that uh, <laughs> I guess it's a more challenging than what I realized, maybe. So yeah. or maybe it's just the fact that we're just old. I don't know. I, I think there's that, too. For yeah. Sure. Well, welcome back to the Slide Podcast, everyone. Uh, I'm your host, Coach Aaron. And tonight I am joined by my co-host, Coach Jen. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm glad to be here. It's awesome. it's crazy to for it to just be me and you, man. I know. So for everyone out there listening, this is going to be our first episode in two years that is just Jen and I. So um, don't know how that one's going to be received because they probably get tired of hearing my voice anyway. But um, we're going to have a little bit of fun, I hope. So this is going to be, I think this is going to be our last episode of the year. And so what we've decided to do is spend this episode maybe giving you a little bit more information about who we are, um, what our show, our vision is to grow this show and continue to help and support more kids. And then we're going to spend the back half of the show just really recapping some of our favorite shows, favorite guests. Um, and if we don't mention you during the show, it's not because you, you were bad. It's just... As I scrolled through, I looked at names. Jen did the same thing. And, you know, there, there's different things that stick out to us from each episode. So isn't that right, Jen? That's right. And you know, the number one thing that stuck out to me. What's that? All the catchers we had. I know you're right. Yeah. Like we're yeah. a show full of catchers. And, yeah. you know, as as I look and I, I look for you know future guests that's what i'm seeing like there's so many kids that are catchers and i i think i think some of that's got to do with yadi yadi molina <laughs> um because i i think so many of these kids grew up liking him but um hey let, let's talk about this um shohei otani's contract like yeah we, we were talking about that the other day so 10 years 700 million dollars jen what do you think about that I, I saw a, a graphic go across social media today or yesterday that, that showed his salary, his year, what it, whatever that comes out to per year, is more for that single player than some have for the entire organization. Does that sound right? Yeah. Well, so yes, but how they structured this contract is, I, I, I've never seen a contract structured this way. So. Um, initially, you know, with most contracts, there's a signing bonus and well, actually when in MLB, it's all guaranteed contracts anyway. So you may, you know, if it's a $300 million contract and that's a small one these days, apparently, but you may get 50 million this season, 30 million that, you know, most of the time it's usually backended, you know, but, um, so this contract is 10 years. So he gets $2 million a year. 
And then once he's completed his contract, then he will get the remaining balance. So it's like 700, no, I'm sorry, like $680 million after he yeah. completes this, his 10th season. So wow. that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, it's $2 million a year. Now I could live on $2 million a year, Jen, couldn't you? I, I, I would get by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I just I can't imagine. But uh, <laughs> but in the sports world, two million dollars per year, that's that's kind of low. So that's kind of a it's kind of a good way to get that player to commit long term, because so many times now players will get, you know, re- they're ready yeah. to leave the team after five, six years. And yeah, like this is essentially well, what happens if so you said it was 10 year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens if you know, God forbid he gets hurt at year six, Mm -hmm. then. Well, I mean, you know, it depends on the longevity of, or how much that injury affects him. I mean, if it's a one and like he just, you know, ruptures something in his arm or something and he can't play baseball again, there's usually like an injury settlement that happens. Oh yeah. And then, so you'll get a partial, I I don't know. I I, Right. There was, I'm not sure of, there was this news report also that that I saw, and they were in Canada, and uh, maybe Toronto. I'm, yeah. I, I would assume probably Toronto. And they, the guy was salty. He was the anchor was so mad that he had gone to the Dodgers, and he was <laughs> like, "Hey, how many uh, how many World Championships does do the Blue Jays have, and how many do the Dodgers have?" He's like, "The Blue Jays have two, and the Dodgers have." Not to. I mean, he was he was very upset with the, with the move, and uh, I would I would imagine that a lot of of players or excuse me fans probably feel the same way. Oh I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, well for the like the day before, like I started seeing all these posts and rumors that he was going to the Blue Jays, and so mm-hmm. I think it was. You know, it's just like all these rumors in sports. They build it up, build it up. It makes you feel like it is on the edge of being completed. And then everything yeah. just completely changes. Yeah. So. yeah, that dude was not happy about the decision. <laughs> yeah. But. If I was a Blue Jays fan, I'd, I would have probably, I was sort of hoping because at one point the Braves were in the conversation and mm. like, that would have been cool to have him. But, you know, he's, he gets to go play with Freddie Freeman now. So. That's true. Well, um, I'll give you a short update about um, some of the league stuff that we've mm-hmm. had. So, um, you know, we've we've started had some like I'm not on the board, but some board meetings, some commissioner meetings trying to plan for the upcoming year. So speaking of the Braves, have you heard of Braves Country? No, I haven't. So Braves Country, you know, Dixie Youth, mm-hmm. something that uh, baseball has typically been involved in. So uh, Braves Country is something that is not nationwide yet but they're working on it and um it's a a way to keep kids in rec ball longer so it's more competitive it's a more competitive postseason so you still play for your rec team during the year but like during your regular season your 10 games or whatever it is and then uh you have your local your district and your state tournament if you win your state tournament you get to go to truest park and they pay like for you to come and see a game Oh wow! So that's what D two is going to do this this upcoming year for baseball and softball. We're partnering with Braves Country, 
And the cool thing about us being like the Kickstarter for South Carolina is that we're the only district in South Carolina doing it. Mm -hmm. So guess who's going to the state tournament? (laughs) Because like there's nobody else doing it right now. So So, is it going to be two D2 teams at the state tournament? There, it depends on how much, uh, interest there is with the other local leagues. Right. So like, um, D5 and Hillbrook and, you know, all those other leagues are going to make a decision on whether they're going to be in it and then we'll play each other. Wow. So that, but it's all Spartanburg. So that removes Dixie youth then, right? Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, I'm sure for everyone out there, that's, uh, you know, that's something really cool because we have talked about for mm-hmm. so long about how do we keep kids in rec ball. And I think that is a exactly. that's, that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, there are so many, just like everywhere else, so many um, all-star teams popping up. You know, if you don't like where you're at, well, we'll just make a team. Yep. And so this is going to be a really cool way to continue to play with your friends um, that you've been playing rec ball with, with some incentive. Yeah. Um, they're doing like this, this bag. I don't know exactly the contents of it, but it's like Braves gear that, that each kid, each kid is going to get at the beginning of the season. It's like a swag bag mm. of brave stuff that each kid is going to get from Braves country. Wow. Um, and the softball stuff will be branded softball and the baseball stuff will be branded baseball. So I'm excited mm. about it. I think it's and this cool. is like affiliated and attached to the Atlanta Braves, right? 1000%. Yeah. Okay. If, if um, anybody listening as well, if you, I don't know if anybody follows D2 Youth Sports, but um, on Facebook, you can click on the link or just Google Braves Country. Um, mm-hmm. You'll find out all the information and all the rules and stuff. So that's pretty cool. cool. That's awesome. Yep. Well, that's cool. Um, I, I don't know if Jace is playing baseball in the, the spring or not. We've We've kind of given him his options if he wants to play flag football. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't let him play flag in the fall because I wanted him to play the real game. Um, but wait a minute, flag isn't the real game. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> actually, you know what? I guess we can say differently because it's actually going to be in the Olympics coming up. That's so. right. That's right. Um, but for for now and, and for his sake, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he played. He played tackle and he enjoyed it. He really did. And uh, so I told him, I'm like, look, you got baseball or flag. And because flag is good at, you know, letting kids learn plays, run routes, mm-hmm. those type of things. Um, he played as a corner during tackle. He'll still get to play as corner, you know, and learn a lot more because they throw the ball every almost every play. So, well, and they uh, they play both sides of the ball. Yep. Every play, too. So exactly. And so yep. like that'll give him, you know, a little different point of view of things, but he'll go back to fall. And he'll go back to tackle in the fall. So um, I'm excited I that he sure, loves it. Oh, I, and I will be a coach. So I'm that was sure of it. Painful, painful. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited, though, man. I, I really enjoyed like there was a few times where like I, I went out on the field and helped with the quarterback and stuff. And like, it's so cool to help a kid, like show them just a couple little movements, you know, how to set your feet and square mm-hmm. up and then to watch the kid throw and then look back at me like, holy crap, it worked. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's just simple things that you got to do. And um, so I, I love, I'm a fundamentals technique kind of guy. So like, let's do the basics, get the basics great. And then all the hard stuff will come. So anyway, all right. So uh, let's get into the show. So 
I wanted to talk a little bit about um, just who we are. And uh, because I don't think we've ever really taken a lot of time to maybe tell a a little bit about our story and what got us to this point in life. And, um, you know, not to get too in the weeds with anything, of course, but, uh, Jen, what was your, what was your career goal when you were a a kid, the age of these kids that we're having on the show? Like, what was your dream goal? I wanted to be a teacher when I was most of the kids age that have been on the show. I remember in my bedroom having like seats set up and then a chalkboard at the front and I was the teacher. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then somewhere, somewhere early high school that, that shifted to want to do something more in the like sports realm or physical therapy, nurse practitioner, physician's assistant. I knew I wanted to be something in the medical field, but, um, yeah, I certainly wanted to be a teacher because you know what? I remember when I was an undergrad, there's this thing called the, um, I think it's called a lateral transfer Mm -hmm. in the school system. Does that ring a bell with Katie? See if she ever made that mention before. So where I went to high school, I went back and spoke with some of the, um, some of the staff and they said that in order to coach, you had to teach, but I didn't want to go to school to be a teacher. So they were going to do some type of shorter comprehensive degree so that I could go ahead and start coaching and then start teaching shortly after that. So that, Mm. that was, that was the plan, um, up until pretty much like college. What about for you? Uh, at these kids ages, I was split between wanting to be an MLB player. Of course, everyone has heard me, you know, talk about Jose Canseco, but that was the, the, the dude that I, I was inspired to be like, and, uh, of course there was no social media and no like behind the scenes access back then. So, you know, some of the, some of the ideal players or the players that I looked up to were not always the great people now looking back. Yeah. But I don't know. It was a baseball player, but I think at that, that time in my life, I wanted to be in a rock and roll band. Like, oh yeah. I, I, it was, you know, late eighties. I think, you know, if we're looking around these kids ages, you know, well, actually probably about 86, 87, I was all into the LA heavy metal hair band rock scene. So like my goal was to, I wanted to be in a hair metal band. So, okay. Are yeah. there any, are there any pictures of that? We got any proof? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure my parents have got something. They, they've got a few videos of me dancing and singing when I was young and, I remember one video I was actually dressed up. I was dressed up like Michael Jackson. So I had the coat, had the parachute pants, all that cool stuff from back in the day. Do you know what parachute pants are? I sure yeah. do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was singing John Cougar Mellencamp. And so <laughs> like it, it, it's it's everything. And I uh yeah, that that's what I, that was my plan, but I really didn't, you know, at, at that time in the early nineties you didn't have a lot of exposure to things that are out there that could have been in the field that you wanted to be in. So Mm -hmm. if I could have gone, if I could go back when I graduated high school, I would have went into like an um, audio engineer program or something like working in the studio. Yeah. Um, I feel like I I could see you doing that pretty decent ear for things. Um, I can play the guitar a little bit and uh, I attempt to sing in the shower. So, um, but I think I sound pretty good, you know, and I, I'm my only judge. So, yeah, I sound pretty good. 
I sound good when the music's loud, but once the music gets turned down or off. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you what I did. So after our first episode, that pilot, that very painful pilot that we went. Yeah. Through, um, I still had everything set up the day after. And so I went in and I was like, I'm going to record me singing. And I recorded like me singing a verse to a song and I listened to it and I was like, nope, delete. Can't do that. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> ever listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, though, you know, I think it was probably 10 episodes in before I would even have enough courage to even listen to an episode because I used to send them to you first for you to listen to because I just couldn't do it. Um, yeah. Um, Aren't you glad, though, that there wasn't any social media back then? Oh, yeah. Aren't you glad? I'm certainly glad. Kids these days don't understand that everything that they're doing is being recorded, monitored, Mm -hmm. tracked. I mean, it's kind of scary. I mean, yeah. I I watched, what did I, what movie did I watch? Mission, the new Mission Impossible. And it's, I don't know if you've watched Mission Impossibles before, but they're freaking amazing. Tom Cruise is the man, but uh, the, the, early, the original. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they actually get much, much better. Um, okay. And so the last movie is based on AI and this mm. AI computer develops the ability to think and act on its own. And it has the ability to hack and control all government banks, everything. And like, you think about it that's that's possible mm-hmm. and it's kind of yeah. scary i mean think about it we all have an iphone or an android phone it tracks our movement it tracks our location it knows when we're sleeping i mean depending on what we're yeah. putting in there it knows the medications that we're taking like there is so much information about us that's out there right now like it's scary it's really scary yeah, recently I went to a business conference and they were talking about like TikTok ads. Mm-hmm. And I've always shied away from downloading TikTok because supposedly like the Chinese the were devil. spying on us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody was like, they're already tracking us. Like just because you put TikTok on your phone, like that's that's gonna be minimal based on like what they're already tracking. And I was like, Oh, you're right. Download. Yeah. I mean <laughs> there it's already out there it's it's unreal i mean yeah. I, I remember sitting in the bed that night we, we watched in the bed and i told katie i'm like you you realize like all of this shit all this ooh, i gotta catch myself all of this <laughs> it's not stuff, just me and you Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> all of this stuff is totally possible and it's very scary so i mean all of our money all of that stuff now like we don't touch our money anymore Right. And even there's there's one commercial. I think it's a Google phone commercial. And it's like this guy throwing his kid up in the air mm-hmm. and he you can literally take the baby, drag it up and make it look like it's farther up in the air. I'm like, nothing's real anymore. Right. Nothing is real. Yeah. Like I saw the, <laughs> he the just Google crop that picture. I saw the Google Pixel ad where like you can adjust everybody's face. Like if everybody's not looking at the right direction, you can take someone's face from another photo, put it in there. And I'm like, but still, if I'm looking back on that as a memory, yeah, it's not real. And but everybody's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be, you know, like well, nobody, no judgment. So yeah, whatever. I mean, I, know. Like, I, I get like it. Kids these days and for any of the players and 
parents out there listening, you, you got to teach your kids to to be an individual and not to worry and allow other, you know, people to control their thoughts. And like, it's so unreal. I mean, people, I, I mean, it's been every episode that we've done in the last month, but I mean, even the Taylor Swift stuff, like it's unreal. Like people go crazy over this I stuff know. and it's, I know. I don't know. We're so wrapped up in everyone else's perfect life. We feel like we're all in the rat race to compete and everybody's got to be perfect because nobody shares the negative things that go on in the world. And that's what kids don't have any visibility. They don't understand that. I have so many conversations with my daughter about what the real world's like. And she just doesn't, she she just don't get it. So that's scary to me, but you know, oh, well, (laughs) <laughs> so, so Jen, um, now that we've been on the show for two years now, has the show changed anything for you? Gave you, giving you a different point of view, thoughts, anything changed in your life? Yeah, I definitely think, um, from a coaching perspective, I knew that I was having an impact on kids, but it's definitely magnified that. So Cause I'm, you know, I'm coaching eight and six and under six and under, mm-hmm. uh, in the spring. And so their, their experience with a coach, oftentimes it, I'm their first one. Yep. So I got to really own that and, um, make a good first impression, set them up for, you know, expectations that they should have out of a coach in the future and, um, and really take responsibility for the skills that, I can teach them. I, I often take it for granted, like, oh, they're just six. You know, we don't need yeah. to work on certain skills. But to get that stuff ingrained in them at a, at a young age, you know, they're 12 and under coach, they're 10 and under coach should be able to say, oh, yeah, you had a you've, you've had really good coaches through the years. And I want to be, you know, part of that group of, of people that they yeah. are referring to. So um, that's that's definitely one thing. And then some of the conversations that we've had with the coaches on the podcast have just been about mindset. And um, so I can take that into conversations with the kids with or without sports. um, And then into my business as well, just being a leader Mm -hmm. and trying to meet somebody where they're at and take their opinion into consideration and then filter what comes out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those, those have been the two big, big takeaways is just as a coach and then just mindset stuff, because I don't think it really hits most of us until we're into our later thirties and maybe early forties. What, what the way we talk about and to ourselves in our mind yeah. has such a huge bearing on how we act and yeah. the, the goals that we're able to achieve and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun two years. Yeah. I've learned, I've learned a lot. I would say what about yeah. yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think from a coaching perspective, like the reason why, you know, we wanted to start the show is because we loved coaching and yeah. you know, like the show is definitely taking everything to a higher level. Like, you know, I, I've, after, you know, listening to some of the coaches on here, even listening to some of the players and, you know, some of them will talk about their coaches and like taking little bits and pieces from, you know, almost each episode 
and applying that to, you know, my son, um, you know, he, he's, I think we, we've discussed him on the show before, but love to do not my, my freaking, he's my best friend. Um, but like, he is so hard on himself. Um, mm-hmm. he don't give himself any credit for anything he does. He has to look at the negative and everything. And obviously I pretty, I'm pretty sure I know where he gets that from, um, me, but, uh, you know, it's really like some of the things that I've learned on the show and just how to deal with situational type situations with, with kids like yep. that has yep. changed my coaching. And I'm going to tell you, like one of the things that I learned early on is just have fun with the kids and 100%. like make the kids not so much as make them, but create an environment where they fall in love with the game. And you know, there was two seasons ago where I handed out baseball cards and kids mm-hmm. freaking went crazy over baseball cards and, um, you know, just different things to get kids to be more engaged and hearing the parents like it was so funny. We were, I went to coach ball. I took Jace to coach ball game. And so I brought mm-hmm. back a lot of the things that he did. And that and that included me dancing out on the baseball field. Um which that's totally outside of my comfort zone. But once I started to realize, like, I'm here for the kids, not for yeah. the spectators. Like, like, I could care less about the spectators. No offense, but moms and dads are there for a reason. I'm out on the field for a reason. So, like, but I had so many parents after that first practice where we were doing all the silly stuff come up and ask me what I charge for private practices. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you so much. Um <laughs> But I, I, I guess I just don't view myself as that to that level to to give private practices when reality, maybe I could. But, you know, that so that changed. Obviously, it changed my career. Like, the yeah, definitely. Like, I still can't talk about it yet, but like it, it's it's been a year in the making um, and uh, it's it's definitely changed my life. I, I I went into the retail world. I worked for Best Buy for 26 years out of, out of high school and never thought I could do anything other than that type of work just because that's all I viewed myself as. But once the show came into play and the network started to really grow, like I'm like, you know what? I can do something in sports. I can do something with baseball. I can help kids in a way. And so... I will be having an announcement, hopefully within the next 45 days that 45 days. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, it, it's been like it's been like, hurry up, hurry up, wait, yeah. hurry up, hurry up, wait. So it, it's getting close. It's getting close. We may I think we might release a tease by the time this airs. The tease should already be out. So um, if I was 100 percent confident in everything in our timelines, I'd just go ahead and say what we're doing. But. Nope, not yet. So you may already Stay know tuned. by the time you're listening to this. So, but yeah, I, I think it definitely has changed a lot. So, what do you think? Um, if I asked you, who's like who's the number one guest that we've had that you think has made the biggest impact on you? Who's the first person that comes to mind? Hmm. Mm. That's a hard question. I mean. I think, you know, early on it was Matt Hollicks, 
you know, from Hollis really? Hitting Garage. Yeah. yeah. Like he was a, he was a really, and still is. I mean, he, he was a, a good person for me to bounce ideas off with and, and to really build me up and give me the confidence that we were doing something unique and special. So right. I, I think Matt was, uh, was a definitely a big one that first year. Um, and I think, you know, just all the coaches, I mean, Duke Baxter, I got to know Duke a little bit. Um, amazing guy. I mean, you know, we live in our little bubbles and we don't see anything other than, you know, what we see in front of us, usually at the baseball fields and such. But there's so many great teachers out there that have so many different ways to to teach and educate kids. And one thing that I've learned, Jen, is like being a coach, you got to be humble and you can't let your pride For get sure. in the way from learning something and teaching something in a different manner. And because like sometimes I get stuck, like I, I'm trying to help this kid, you know, change his swing, adjust something. And like, I go to YouTube now, or I pick up the phone and, you know, talk to a coach and hell, I get coached. So yeah, that's my message yep. for coaches out there. Suck it up. Like it's okay. Like you, one of the things that I would say to any parent is I may not have all the answers, but I have resources and a network that will give me the answers. So many coaches. I was, was like, going to say, like, yeah, there's definitely more than one way to skin a cat, <laughs> and each kid's gonna each kid's gonna learn a little bit differently. So, yep, your way is not always the best way, coaches. You know, I have just to, not. I have to go back and ask you. Um, how many times have you ever skinned a cat? Never. <laughs> but I know there's more than one way. <laughs> Apparently, I saw something on Instagram or something the other day where they used that one example is like, all right, tell me who's <laughs> ever skinned the cat the first time. <laughs> like nobody. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, just, I haven't skinned so anything ever. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad oh, you got a little chuckle out of that. I did. I did. So, all right. You know, one of the things that I'm going to start doing as well is I'm going to start having our guests count how many times I say the word so. Like, I have so. noticed through listening to these episodes and starting to do some editing and such, like, I say the word so all the freaking time. And it drives me crazy. Have I ever called you out on saying awesome? No, but I say I awesome, awesome way too freaking much, too. I know. <laughs> but that's, everybody that's we thing. have on the show is so awesome. So it's hard not to say that. Well, I just got to expand my vocabulary a little bit more. That's what I got to do. So I, I know Superb. I've, I've caught myself saying awesome, like re just repeatedly. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I know everyone out there is hearing this. So maybe they're not paying attention as much as I am. You need to go back to the to the different episodes that, that you listen to. And every time you say awesome, like just take that one second clip and just put awesome. Well, awesome. Well, awesome. Well, awesome. <laughs> and just put them all together and, and see how long of a clip it is. Lord, that would take a long time <laughs> because what I know. Nobody would listen to that episode. Not at all. It would just be for our <laughs> entertainment. Um, but what I noticed is like even my like from a public speaking standpoint, like it, it's definitely changed how I approach things. Um, yeah. And what I noticed with the awesomes is that's my gap filler. <laughs> that's my gap yes. filler. Like, and, and, you know, I look, if you're listening to this show, like 
Give us your feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what words that we say all the time that just maybe drive you crazy or or makes you laugh. Like, let us know um, because we're learning. This is a, I still say that we're rookies in this world. And uh, I mean, even though we're about to enter in our third season, can you believe that, Jen? We're about to enter in our third season. So um, a lot of people ask us, like, really who our target audience is with the show. Um, We're starting to have that, you know, a little bit more and more. And, you know, I think, Jen, like, I I feel like, you know, the parents are are who is our target audience because, you know, hopefully the parents are the gatekeepers to allowing kids to listen to the show. Um, But then there's so many lessons and to there's so much value, I guess you could say, in listening to other kids talk about yeah. their love and passion for the game. Because there's some kids out there that's probably dealing with something or struggling with something. And then they hear a kid talk about, you know, maybe something similar. And there's there's always something to learn. And I think that's that's what we wanted to accomplish when we set out is to build a network to support kids and to help kids get better and be educated and, you know, have a little education in the show and a lot of fun. So that just, um, that just gave me an idea. Like when we do our 2024 planning, we need mm-hmm. to talk about, uh, somehow creating an outlet for kids to talk, like not necessarily on a show or anything, but just yeah. a, uh, friendly ear, somebody yep. that they can, can chat with. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and I was going to say, it made me think of, uh, the mental game Academy, Larissa mm-hmm. that we had mm-hmm. on over the summer. And, um, and what a cool thing she's got going on because we just talked about social media and the pressures from social media, there's pressures in the game, there's pressures on on the drive home, there's pressures during lesson, there's pressures at school yep. and it's a lot. It's gotta be a lot. It is. So an and outlet most kids for kids don't to realize, have. You know, it, and see, that's the one of the things too, that I feel like parents and all of us should be aware of is. Like there, there is so much going on in those little kids' heads. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they may be stressing over, and you may you're gonna laugh at me for this, and they may be stressing over Minecraft or roadblocks oh, yeah. or all this yeah. different stuff. I mean, and you know whatever floats their boat, but like kids have a lot going on. And you know, yeah. Jace came home yesterday from school. His brother Jace or Jacob got him some Yeezys tennis mm-hmm. shoes. And like these are like super expensive shoes. Now, of course, I don't think he paid retail value for them, but like they're still expensive shoes. And he came home the last two days saying kids made fun of him and hmm. for wearing them. And yeah, and, and I'm trying to explain to him the psychological part of this whole yeah. you know, the dynamic. And he ain't trying to hear any of it. Like he's like, you don't understand. You don't understand. And he's just like, I'm not wearing them anymore. Pretty well, much. You know what? He got it this morning and put them back on. And okay, good. Like, I, I was so proud of him for that. So, but you're right, though, like the mental side of things, you know, figuring out how to get kids away in an avenue to to be able to communicate sometimes. I mean, even anonymously if they wanted to. But yeah, of course, um, you know, I, I've I went down the I'm learning a little bit about uh, the app discord. Um, yeah, and I, I think I think there's a way maybe in there, but. Um, I want to make sure if we, we get into that, obviously, we've got to be, you know, cognizant of, you know, the kids privacy and all that fun stuff, too. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's definitely something that, you know, it's even like the mentorship thing that we've discussed. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. creating a way kids to have someone to look up to. Yeah. So parents, if you're listening, if you have any ideas on how, how we could make that happen or any other ideas. Yeah. Let us know. For real. And look, if you send us some ideas, we may send you some merch. So your feedback is super, super important for us. So, I mean, cause you're our listeners and uh, we want to make sure that we're, we're doing things that are valuable for your day to day and the relationship with your kids. So um, future plans, Jim, I don't, you know, when we started this show, um, you know, our goal was to create or, you know, my goal was to create a, a youth network out there that, you know, not just about youth baseball, but create a show about youth softball. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like now more than ever, that's super possible. Um, and I think, you know, next year is going to be a, a fun year. For a lot of different reasons, but I think it's possible in, in 24 for us to maybe even start something new, maybe not as frequently as what we do today. Um, but I think I think there's uh, I think there's possibility is and I think that, you know, the next show, obviously, if we we get into, you know, other shows would be softball because mm-hmm. the softball world, it's a beast like I was so surprised at, you know, as I started digging around on social media, learning and finding kids for this show is like how big the softball presence in the United States is like, it's a big deal. I mean, yeah. And I'm so glad that, that they're putting softball back into the Olympics because at least it gives girls something to to strive for after college because there's just not a whole lot of opportunity. If you're in that percentage that gets to play college ball, there's just nothing after that. Unlike baseball where it's like single A and double A and triple A and, you know, whatever. independent leagues. Independent league. I I think it's awesome that there's that much. Yeah, softball's got professional, but it's not – it loses. I, I, you know, uh, we watched the Softball World Series last year when Oklahoma won it. And then we started watching some of the pro games and it just did not have the same feel. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, the like what I fell in love with about the softball world series, it just wasn't there when I was watching the pro games. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a psychological thing with me. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Awesome. But yeah, I think I would love to <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have um, you know, some some softball players on on the show and talk about you know, the struggles of, of baseball and, and there definitely are some, but man, softball is such a fast paced sport. Mm-hmm. Um, the bases are shorter. The mound is shorter. Um, there's drag button. Like there's, you know, there's no baseball players that drag bunt for whatever reason. There's none of that in yeah. baseball. Um, well, so slap I would hitting, just like, slaps. like all of that stuff. Like I remember when I first started watching some college ball and I started watching the, the slap hitting and stuff. And I'm like, what is this? This is <laughs> what is this? Yeah. What is this? But then that's a way I, to get on base, baby. It that's is. what it is. It is. But, you know, I had to understand the game. So, but I, like you said, though, I, I, there's, there's just as many stories in the softball world as there is in the baseball world. And yeah. You know, so one of those opportunities that we got this year was to go down to Myrtle Beach yeah. and to to watch some baseball and some softball like right beside each other, mm-hmm. which rarely ever happens. So um, that was really fun. You got to yeah. spend a couple of days with me. 
I did. I did. That just, was fun. Just trip. talking about we went to McAllister's and we got some taters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we went out and had drinks one night and talked about all kind of stuff. So we, we did each other. Yeah, we did. And I, I we got to meet Tabor. I had never met him in person. I don't remember yeah. if you had, but no, that was the first time I'd met him in person. Yeah. He's he's a great guy, and you talk about motivating on the field. Those kids respect him. Yeah, well, you know, they, he, he he doesn't work for athletics anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Tabor. Yeah, I know. He, he's I think he's actually coaching high school football now. Uh, I think he had a huge passion um, for um, coaching cool. in general, but yeah, he's I think he's he's working his way into the ranks of high school coaching football. So yeah, well, when we were interviewing him, I just remember being really impressed when he would interact with the kids. So we had like a, you know, a baseball player sitting in the chair and then Tabor and just the, the wisdom that came from him. And then as a coach, it doesn't matter what sport it is just yeah. as a coach and some of the, the mentality was really, well, really cool. Yeah. That was the um, all American games for yep. baseball youth. And I think that's, you know, I feel like that's what separates those type tournaments from others is when you've got a director over a brand like baseball youth or all American games, like they have relationships with almost every one of those players. And yeah. it's, it's so unique. It's not just come give us your money. We you play your games. We give you your ring. We send you on. It was, it was so much more than that. And yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, the, the people and the kids that we met were amazing unforgettable (laughs) yeah unforgettable for sure and uh well i think maybe when this episode's released i think i'll be in panama city trying to do a little bit more so um yeah good stuff coming but that was a fun trip though for sure it was um it was so for for looking at like future for the show um you know one of our biggest challenges that we will face is you know do we have someone out there that wants to help be a part of a future show um, mm-hmm. as, as a guest and someone that can really lock in and help us grow. Um, and so again, if the listeners out there, if you know anyone that would be great, send them our way. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the hardest things in this, this, this world we live in is finding good committed people to it. So, um, and I definitely, obviously I don't want to, you know, finish the show or move any further, but Allie, Allie's a part of her show and she's actually on her way driving home uh, from Arizona right now. So she couldn't make the call, but yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, people like us is what we're looking for. People that can just laugh, make fun of each other, have some fun and, 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 and loves kids. So anyway, all right. So let's talk about some shows. So season two, we are wrapping up. This is as of right now. This is episode sixty-five of season two. We're we're I think we're going to hit ninety-five episodes. I think when you add both seasons together. So and how many for this calendar year for twenty twenty-three? Sixty something. Sixty-five right now. That's wild. It is. It is. So I mean, it's uh you know it's a lot to to get done i mean juggling everything with life it's been it's been a challenge but again like we've talked about i mean we've learned so much from these episodes and you know the cool part about the show is we stay in touch with most of the kids that Mm -hmm. are on the show so 
you know, I get text messages and videos and all kind of stuff sent of kids out playing and having fun. And I won't tell you that that's the best part of the show for me is the relationships that we build with the kids and the parents or the coaches. So, all right. Kind of fulfills that mission, that purpose. That's right. Um, so which one, who sticks out to you in season two that, uh, was fun or educational um felix was season two yeah uh felix was season one okay um he came to mind first for some reason i don't know oh, yeah. hey felix he's, Hopefully yeah. you're- he, he's one of my favorites still that dude is a rock star I, I, so i'll start it off um do it I, you know our first two episodes that we did in season two was the umpire shortage so we had kyson the kid umpire on with lathan and that was a fun episode. Um, and then, and then having, um, Denson Chapman, uh, dancing umpire for the bananas, having him on that episode. Too. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was fun. And then we had Scott from balls and strikes. He was there. Um, I still like one of the things that I think about is that Scott from, uh, balls and strikes, his walkout song was, uh, I think boys in the hood by NWA. And it's still like, like, I remember people from things like that. It's so funny. But then we had the Funky Monkeys on. And it was this was yeah. one of their newer teams that had just got back from Space Coast and won the championship. That was a fun episode. Um, oh, man, I, I've got a list. You know, here recently, the Still Brothers are... Uh, freaking amazing um it was the brothers that their episode just got released uh last yeah i don't uh, think i was able to get on that one but i've seen all the clips and stuff from it yeah. i gotta listen to it still it was it was amazing trip dog uh from yeah. louisiana that's my dude right there so he's done some field reporting for us so far i saw and, that and and honestly we're looking to add a few more field reporters so we want okay. some more eyes and ears out in the parks and uh, learn a little bit more about kids and what goes on. So, but Trip Dog was amazing. Like when he pulled up his shirt and showed me his six pack abs. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. Like I, I was like shocked at first. And then I was like, you can even just see my reaction of like, I don't even know how to handle yeah. this right now, but like, like do it again. Away. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he sat down, he was like, it got too hot, hot for you. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God, this kid is classic. He's hilarious. Yeah. It is hilarious. Um, I'm looking back through some of them right now. Remind me because your brain is obviously healthier than mine. Maybell. That, that was, was this, sure. that was season two. That was season two with Ashlyn. That was like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. She lived it. Yeah. Of course, everybody else that's in it right now lived it, but not to that scale. I mean, she, she has a movie based around her life. And as accurate as she said it was, she said like 95% of the movie was accurate. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, I think I smiled the whole time. Like I was just... <laughs> You know, in, I was in the nervous for that great... one. Yeah, I, I, I was, was too. Nervous. Yeah, I was too. Um, yeah, that was a good one, though. I I enjoyed that. Just hearing her talk about her time and her love for the game. Like that was mm-hmm. you know, obviously we know she's spent so much time. But, you know, I think she's 97, 98 now. And yeah. she still goes to tournaments and hangs out with these girls playing ball. Like yep. it's incredible 
her love for the game and her desire to to want to make you know an avenue for girls to be able to play ball play baseball specifically so right and so that being said her protege ashlyn mm-hmm. is a superstar Yes, she is. And she made an impact on me, too. Just as mature as she is, and uh, she's going to go places, for yeah, sure. She for sure is. I mean, you know, after they went to Cooperstown, the MLB actually put together a video reel of her hitting. And, like, for the MLB, like, yeah, not these other side brands of the MLB or anything. Like, the actual MLB made a video of her. And yeah. that's... and. Look, for you dudes out there that, you know, are listening and you think girls playing baseball is crazy. Yeah. We've met quite a few of them this season that might argue and, and beg to differ. So it's uh, it, it's pretty crazy. And like that's one of the things, like one of the episodes for me was when we had the ball girls on after Cooperstown. That mm-hmm. was a fun episode. Um, just yeah. hearing the girls, because you can feel the camaraderie with all of them on the show. That was that was a big show with a lot of people and we probably won't do as many of those type of shows moving forward because it's so hard to distinguish and not get people talking over each other. But you could see how close that team was with each other. And, they and how, out. what was their age group? There were 13. You 13. Now the most recent group of kids, boys that we had, what was their age group? The, you talking about the um, Arsenal? The kids that played on the national team? Yeah. 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 Um, I want to say they were, I think, 12 you or 14 you. I don't know. Okay. I, I feel silly for not. I'm going to have to look that up. In my in my head, I was comparing the group of ball girls to that group of boys mm-hmm. and thinking about, like, the, the silliness of the boys. You know, the girls <laughs> were almost, like, more business, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the boys were obviously like texting each other on the side like yeah. sending each other memes and making fun of each other because they would say certain things and we knew they were communicating mm-hmm. but then uh yeah just like the silliness yeah that was cool you know it what's so funny and, and listeners out there you probably hear it you probably hear it in some of the episodes but you know when kids get on the mic and they get quiet <laughs> and that's that's always been a challenge. You know, when we started the show, I was like, man, we ain't gonna be able to stop these kids from talking. Mm-hmm. And we've had some, we've had a lot like that, but we've had a few that, you know, got really quiet and it was hard to pull information out. And uh, so some of those episodes are, are, you know, we try to do our best to keep those episodes, you know, lively. And, you yeah. know, and, and I know, like, I know those kids and, like after after the show's done, usually I most of the time I talk to the parents and mm-hmm. you know, they're like apologizing to me. And I'm like, you don't have to apologize. This kid's never done no. this type of stuff before. And look, first time I did it, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> so like, it's OK. But it was a the, mess. I'm going to tell you, though, Jen, like in talking to some of the parents that we've had, like we when we had Alvin on um, Life with Alvin Thomas, like, you know, talking to his mom afterwards and. You know, she she's the type of person that she she's working with Alvin on building his social skills and, you know, how to communicate and how to, you know, speak in a way that, you know, is, is easy to understand, unlike what I'm doing right now. But um, like it, it was so awesome to get a call and her thank me so much and thank the show for what we're helping the kids do. And like 
that's just all the validation I need. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about, about the, the like public speaking aspect of it. Yeah. So we're helping them in other ways too. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. good point. I mean, these, this is, you know, skill sets that kids will, you know, hopefully they'll be more comfortable the next time, you know, we've brought some kids back on this show and they're a little bit more talkative then. So, cause yeah. you know, we, Ninety-eight percent of the guests we've had on the show, I've always encouraged to reach out to us and come back on the show and you know help us host a show. And some we had, and man, it's it's been great. I mean, again, our goal was set out to help kids and not just on the field but off the field as well. So hopefully we can, you know, maybe we've talked a few kids out of not sitting on their phones all day or something. But you know, good luck with us on that one. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Um, um, CJ Betty was a yeah. big one for me. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed that. Super one. motivational, inspirational dude. Um, I mean, speaks it like it is and has a way of just like giving you cold chills because the guy is mm-hmm. so passionate about things. Like that was a big, I remember when he booked the show, um, he sent in the request and everything. I, I immediately got nervous. I'm like, I got to talk to this dude. Like, hey, listen yeah. to me. I'm a country dude here. Like, I got to talk to him. But How many times through this season do you think you got cold chills? Quite a few. I mean, yeah. some of the stories. I mean, you know, I remember Brady uh, Kataki, kid from uh, Las Vegas. Um, I don't think you were on that show. It was one of the shows where I think Chandler Danzling um, mm-hmm. from Where's Home Pod was doing the show with me. And, I don't know if anybody realized this or not, but the the episode that we actually released was the second episode that we had done that night with Brady because we did a whole episode and I didn't hit record. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, that was that was rough. But I'm gonna tell you, Brady was like I remember him talking about his rings that he had on his trophy case and you know what those rings meant to him and what it reminds him about and. Like, it's so cool to hear some of these kids and their maturity and their ability to, like, express themselves. It's pretty freaking awesome. So awesome. here I go. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So. Um, so. <laughs> oh, um, any moments that stick out that was, like, super funny for you? I just enjoy making fun of you a lot. I know. I know. And I appreciate it. It, it, <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm home. But look, I, I know I know you and I both were on Darius and uh, uh, Carl Bryce's mm-hmm. episode. Those dudes, yep. those dudes yeah. are rock stars. Yeah. Um, you know, they're from Very Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi boys. Um, Carl just got promoted. He or not promoted. He got a, a pitching coach job at Akron University. Um, okay. So he's going to be he's planning to come on the show in January with his new like team with some players mm-hmm. from his new school. Um, and we're going to have we're going to have him and his team on. So um, I'm looking forward to that one because. Man, I, I, the thing I love about those guys the most is like they're so humble about things and just I mean, you, you, you can look at them on social media and see them interacting with kids. And um, Darius is, is like I, I see more clips of Darius with kids than I do necessarily with Carl, but like. You, you can see those kids like he's like a big brother to him. And it's yeah, awesome. he, it's so he awesome. talked a lot. 
<laughs> he talked a lot in that episode about how coaches can play a role in uh, responsibility. So like, you know, if your kid, if your player shows up to the field without their glove, like that's the biggest, that's my biggest fear as a, as a college athlete or as a youth athlete showing up to the field and not having my proper equipment Yeah, because I got the fear God put in me when I was, you know, the age Early that on. he coaches. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, teaching them the small responsibilities on the field, off the field, and then you hope that that translates into making them into a productive member of society. So just, (laughs) you know, like a responsibility. And I think that's another accolade for just sports in general. But I just think, I don't care if you're not athletic, like you really need to be in some type of group community setting. I don't, it doesn't have to be sports. It can be chorus, but um, being held accountable and you're accountable to other people. So yeah, I, I really appreciated that episode a lot. Yeah, I, I think you just said something there that's super important, like responsibility and accountability. Like, yeah. and you you definitely heard that from those two coaches. Um, and I'll say this, and and uh, there there's so many kids out there right now that don't really have that authority figure in their life, and sometimes that mm-hmm. coach that they go see is the person that they're looking up to. So, you know, if you're a coach out there, and if even if it's a rec ball eight you six you whatever it is like even or a travel coach or a training facility like you gotta like you gotta realize the the role that you now play in that kid's life and it can be as life-changing as possible or you can just take it as just another thing you signed up for and you know help those kids so i definitely learned a lot about that what about mark paul He's been he's been on a few episodes with us this season. That dude yeah. is crazy. He's out of control. Um, the one that sticks out the most to me was he was going through Papa John's drive-through yeah. yeah. and getting ordering the sauce. his pizza. Yeah, yeah. He had to get the the sauce, and then like so we're still talking and we're doing our thing, and he just muted us and just starts like eating. He don't care. He's just gonna eat his dinner because he is hungry yep. and and he's gonna eat. But it 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 makes his social media reiterates that we can laugh at ourselves. We don't have to be so damn darn serious all the time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, like just lighten up, you know, he makes fun of baseball moms and it is a riot. Yeah. It's so true. And that's what makes it so funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, he honestly, he shows us, he shows us the worst that we see at the field in a comedy light. (laughs) <laughs> and, and like because everything that he says i have seen on the field i mean whether it's the coaches oh, yeah. the dads talking to each other about whose kids doing what and my kids are the best out there and don't put my kid at you know in the outfield like all of those situations you and i both have faced as a coach and yeah. like he is he's the advocate to fix or hopefully challenge that thought process I thought that him and forgive me, sir, if you're listening to this episode, but the one that had the the bucket idea. Oh yeah, um, travel ball coach. Um, I can't remember oh his gosh. name off the top of my head, but but that was those were like travel the travel ball hacks. Yeah, yeah. I, let me pull that one up. I got. He was funny oh. too. I'm very embarrassed as well. I can't remember his name. Oh, we've done a lot of things, Aaron, and we're old, so they'll they'll understand. 
I, I sure hope so. If not, I, I greatly apologize. I, I thought I felt like I remembered a lot of stuff here. Let's see. Travel. I got we had Brittany, the baseball mom on. Uh, oh, yeah. She was so sweet. Yes. I like her. She was good. Uh, oh, Coach Justin. There we go. Travel Coach baseball Justin. hacks and tips with travel ball. Yeah. Coach Justin. Yeah. Um, that dude, that dude takes his role serious. Like, he does. As a hey. coach. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and he um, finds ways for us not to have to spend so much money at the parks. And that's another <laughs> thing. <laughs> that, uh, I'm definitely using that one in the, in the spring for sure. Yeah. Now we, we just got to figure out how to get, well, he did have a solution for gate fees. I think it was, I think it was like getting tickets and handing them to people that hadn't gotten in yet or something. I can't remember what there was. A I'll hack. have to listen to it again. I'll yeah, have to there was a hack again. for that one. I should have did some homework on that one as well. Um, I, I'm going to tell you one of the ones that one of the episodes that meant a lot to me was Logan Wydra. Um, the kid that came up to me at the end of the baseball tournament, Myrtle Beach, um, yeah. the kid with Tourette's. And, yeah. you know, he came up to us at the closing ceremonies of that tournament, tugged on my shirt and was like, hey, I'd like to tell my story. I've got, um, I got Tourette's. And um, I was like, oh, my God, let's yes. And then we had him and his brother on the show um, for an episode and you know, hearing Logan talk about how he deals with his, you know, Tourette syndrome, hearing his brothers call it his superpower. Like mm-hmm. that's that I get cold chills now. Like yeah, you know, just that's thinking cool. about that, how how much those two brothers love each other and support each other is it's incredible. Like, you know, I think in most families there's that competition dynamic between siblings. And what I've seen a lot over the past few months is we've had some brothers on the show that love each other and want to help and support each other. And I think that that's a, that's total tribute to the parents. So he's raising these kids the right way. So still brothers. I mean, it was so awesome to hear a four-year-old, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. No, I'm sorry. Eight, six, four and 10. I get you. Striker was 10. But hearing those brothers and they talk about how much they help each other and they go out in the yard and practice with each other. And like that's just that's cool to hear. Like that's good stuff for kids to hear as well. Like you don't have to compete with your siblings. Help yeah. each other and be happy for each other. So let's let's wait and see what happens when one of them gets a girlfriend and then <laughs> they have to split their time between this girl and going outside and playing. Well, well the funny part there. about the Steel Brothers is the two oldest brothers, Maverick and Stryker, one's 10, one's eight, but they play football, but they don't play on the same team in the same age bracket. So they're okay. going to play, they're going to play each other. And, oh man, um, their dad coaches, I think Maverick's team. And so, or maybe Stryker's team. And I'm going to tell you their names, all rock star <laughs> names. I, I, that, 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 that was amazing. But, uh, but yeah, just hearing those two, like, you know, they're talking about how they're going to compete against each other, but then they're also talking about their bond that you can tell that is so natural. It's awesome. It's awesome. So why, I wonder why they're on two separate teams. I don't know. I, I, we didn't get it. It was, that was a little bit of a chaotic episode with everything going on. So we didn't get into some of the nitty gritties, but I definitely, um, I have offered for striker to come back and to be a host on the show with us. So we may find out some more details when he comes back. So, yeah, 
Cool. Yeah. I'm just thinking it's a logistical nightmare. You got that many kids in the first place, and then you got to take two that could be on the same team, and they're not on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kudos to their parents for sure. Yeah. Well, and then the younger two, Cannon and Missile. Um, nah. Yeah. Cannon yeah. and Missile. Cannon and Missile. Um, they play on the same baseball team together. So, and it's they they were so adorable. So. And, so what's uh, the other kid's name? That's Cannon Missile Striker and Maverick. What's the other kid's name? It's four. They're just four. Oh, there's four. Okay. Yeah, just four. Yep. So it's Striker is the oldest, then uh, Maverick, and then Cannon, and then Missile. And Missile, Missile. Missile was amazing. And his mom sent me a video the other night because they were listening to the episode in the car. And one of the brothers called Missile the crazy one. And he heard it in the car. And when he said, who's the crazy one? They told him it was him. He just busted out crying. And his mom oh. video videotaped it and she sent it to me. She said, we just told him he was the crazy uh, one. Yeah. I, I'll, have to, I, I'll have to get that to Jen. So when, when we put this together, she can put some, maybe some of those clips in there. But that is hilarious. It is. It is. Um, but they, they filmed an awesome video saying, you know, thank you for allowing them to come on the show and, Cannon. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So Cannon, he was the, he's the six year old. He was the only, I asked, cause they, they live in Florida. And of course I ask everybody from Florida, if you're dolphin fans and Cannon was the only one that said he was. And I'm like, all right, me and you are buddies. And then in their thank you video, he was like, we're buddies. And I'm like, you're <laughs> right. We are buddies. So, oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Man, uh, we had Julian on, um, you know, remember the, the kid that talked about the Ivy League schools and you know, oh, yeah. schools he was going to go to, like very impressive. I think he at the time, this that was only like his second year in baseball. I think he was 12. I think he started when he was 10. And uh, the dude's already playing PG tournaments, perfect game tournaments. And like he, he's a he's a he's a phenomenal athlete. So, and how I even, I think I remember when I, how I found him was his dad had taken a picture and posted of him studying at the baseball field. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember all right, that. I need to know more about this kid because that's yeah. pretty special. So, you know, I, I don't know if people really realize how we find guests and uh, how we do our scouting, as I like to say. And really, it, it's just searching on Instagram, social media, just all the different pages, TikTok. Um, we're starting to get a, we've had a few more guests from TikTok um, lately. Trip Dog was a um, TikTok dude. TikTok um, star. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just looking through, you know, honestly, like some parents do a really good job of like telling the story of their kid. And, you know, generally that's what we're looking for is, you know, someone that can get on here and talk to us and has a little bit to talk about. And uh, so it, it's, it's a challenge sometimes because we even had this past season, Brady Kataki, for example, he found the show on his own and like sent me a mess, multiple messages trying to get on the show. And like, I won't let any kid on the show until parents are involved. And <laughs> so like, I remember his dad texting me one night and uh, like, telling me he could be on the show and then we got it scheduled. But like that dude was determined to be on this show. And that, that made me feel special that we had created something that kids were working 
to get on this show. And that's, that's pretty awesome. So awesome. <laughs> I think, um, I think you're right. I, I think, uh, that's another avenue that we haven't thought about yet with like kids asking their parents to be on the show. So, you know, we are making hopefully an impact where, when the kids feel that there's value and, yeah. and coming on and, and showing what their skills are, whether that's bat flips or back flips, bat, yeah. bat flips or back flips. Hey, hey, say um, that, say that one three times in a row. Bat flips or back flips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, their personalities are, is what makes the show. I mean, you and I, of course, you know, are present in most of the shows, but generally people don't tune into this show to listen to us. I don't think they're tuning in to listen to these kids and some of the, I, I've been telling people recently, Jen, that our show is a combination of Jimmy Fallon. Like, I think we laugh and joke a lot. I think it gives me a Jimmy Fallon feel with a, youth baseball instructor for the educational side but then like it's the you know darndest thing kids say like it's jimmy fallon <laughs> darndest kids things say and with a little bit of like baseball tonight maybe mixed in there but uh we just need some puppies and we'll be good like we'll have everything covered we just need some some dogs yeah i mean my dogs are too big right now but yeah if anybody wants to ship us some puppies like i'll, I'll definitely <laughs> take some puppies not to my house Nope. <laughs> not the oh man it has been a fun season super fun season and we've been recording for a minute here so i think it's about I'm time bad. for us to maybe wrap this one up because people probably already gotten bored with us but uh it has been one one hell of a year so and thank you for everyone out there that has listened to this show um and uh you know give us more feedback Make sure you, to go subscribe to our show on the different channels that we're on. Um, LinkedIn, X, Twitter, uh, X is Twitter, but Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, Lord. Like, it, it's yeah, it's a lot of stuff. But yeah. uh, make sure you give us a follow. And like Jen said earlier, give us your feedback. Give us your suggestions. Let us know what you would like to see, who you would like to see or hear. Um because we're we're always looking for new and exciting things to do with the show, and really we we don't know what we don't know, and so bring us those people. Yeah, yeah, I would say um, let us yeah let us know what you want to know about because sometimes we just get on and make stuff up as we go, so it'd be a lot <laughs> more fun to tell you things that you want to hear. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Now, I know we've had a, a few requests for Coach Ball game. We were supposed to have him on this past season. Honestly, with his schedule and our schedule, it, it was so hard this year because he's a busy, busy man. Um, I did talk with him today, um, and uh, we're, we're shooting for January, I think. So um, we should have Ball game Coach on um, earlier in the year next year. So, But I think – Everyone else that I'd kind of like listed out who I would who I wanted on the show, I think we accomplished every one of them with the exception of Coach Ball Games. So, but we'll get James on the show soon uh, in season twenty four. So, and if people wonder when I put season twenty four, it's it's a reference to how MLB does. Like MLB does uh, twenty four, they do twenty three. That's the seasons, and so I like to keep the show. 
is closest to the language that Major League Baseball uses. So it's going to be season 24 coming up. But in parentheses, it's really season three. So, all right, Jen, any final things for our listeners out there? I want to say thank you to Aaron because um, this would never have happened, especially to this extent, um, without you stepping foot into my office a fateful three years ago. Did you say three? No, two. No, no, no. Two. We're starting year three. So it was okay. two, years. two years ago. It'll be two years ago. I think it was uh, in January when we started. So like mm-hmm. um, we're literally like coming December. up on year three. Yeah, I think that yeah. was like a December when I came in. I actually came across that. I have a notebook and I came mm-hmm. across the notes that I took that day. Oh, and yeah? they say, they say, this dude is nuts. Nah, that's not what I, <laughs> <laughs> I am. So, um, you know, just to having a vision for how we could um, impact kids. And um, it's, it's podcasting is not easy to maintain, to no. consistently do. There's so many out there that fail after one season or just a couple of episodes because mm-hmm. it's hard to, it's very very hard to keep up with it so um i appreciate you and all the hard work that you put in um and hopefully the the people the mighty people see the same thing um so i appreciate uh um, it's a thankful season like we're yeah. supposed to be giving thanks for things right now so i'm thankful right. for aaron yes well thank you very much and i'm thankful to to gain a new friend um you know i I think we've said most of the time on the show that you and i really didn't know much about each other until the show started Mm -hmm. i think we may have heard each other's names in passing and such but like we have like this show we gained a lot of relationships and and Mm -hmm. yours is your relationship and friendship to me is pretty it's up there jen so it's pretty okay i think that's what you were about to say it's pretty okay no, 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 I was. It's co. Was, it's okay, ish. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I I greatly appreciate your friendship. So, yeah, you you've helped me on this journey. You you uh, you're my comfort zone. So anytime you're on the show, anytime you're on the show with me, uh, it feels more like home. So, um, I appreciate you as well. So, and I you know what, and I get a kick out of when you make fun of me too. So, <laughs> okay, I'll keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> It, it maybe it breaks the monotony of my voice every once in a while with some laughs. So, see, I ended it with so. I ended all my so. sentences with, with so. so. So, we're gonna close out the show now. All right. And, and which one of us gets to say, We'll catch you on the slide? Well, first, I want to know your walkout song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, you know, normally I, I always like Paradise City from Guns N' Roses is usually like my number one go to. But music these days, I've been listening to a lot of country. Um, Bill Leroy mm-hmm. turned me on to uh, Cody Johnson. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, what, I didn't really know a lot about Cody until Bill and I from the Bananas sat down and we talked for like two hours in the office one day and he you got me sold on Cody Johnson, Jelly Roll, Hardy. Jelly Roll. Yeah. Um, man, and obviously Morgan Wallen. Like there's so much soul in that music. And um, so yeah. Do you like you like Luke Bryan? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope he's not listening to this. Mm. He's more of like party country music to me. 
like you know there's there's Luke club. Bryan you're yes. thinking of some wait a minute no, 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 maybe no, I'm no. thinking no 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 we're, we're I'm all... sorry I'm thinking of the wrong person who am okay. I thinking of Something in the Orange is the name of the song. Something in the Orange. It's not Luke Bryan. Hold on. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Luke Luke Bryan, he's a huge star, of course. Zach Bryan. Zach I apologize. Bryan. I haven't Zach got into Bryan. him much. I haven't got into him much. He's fantastic. Yeah? Yes. All right, I'll have to check him out, too. But what 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 do you think we've learned from kids talking about their walkout song? It, I think it shows their personality. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like, you know, that's something that we, we did day one of the episode, like in the first episode, we asked our kids what their walkout song, and it's always been asked in every episode. Love it. There was, there was one episode where we didn't ask it. And it was the Funky Monkeys episode from season one where we didn't ask. Oh. And I remember that to this day because it bothered me so, so much that we we didn't close the episode with their walkout songs, but we've had them back on most of them back on since then. And we've learned their walkout songs, but well, yeah. sure. Cause it, yours was a mystery for the longest time <laughs> and you dodged the question so many times. What I, is it? I did. I don't know. Uh, so, well, so I've been listening a lot to like three eleven and stuff. Oh Lord. So okay. I have, I have a 311 playlist that I play at the office and something that I think would be so fun to walk out to would be Modest Mouse float uh-huh. on. Okay, don't know that one, but No. I saw them in concert <laughs> once. Hold on. I'm gonna play it. Here it is. I, I went I don't know if you can hear. Hold on. I can. Nope. I could hear it down where it was earlier. Okay, yeah. I, I think I've heard that. Yeah, I think I've heard that song before. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big listener into that type of music. But I, like I said, I did get, I seen, I saw them in concert once. But the only reason I went, it's called Snoop Dogg opened for them. So, like, I went. You to went see to see Snoop. I did. I did. Have you seen Snoop on a stoop? Uh, yes. My oldest <laughs> son has got one at his house. So, hey, I just but sent look. you the track. He uh, Snoop's Snoop's a different dude these days. I know. Yeah. Can you believe it? I know. Well, you He's know, a change look, man. He is. He is. But uh, you know, coming back to uh, you know the music, how we end the show every time. I, I just I think music is is a um, you know we talk about baseball being a universal, like how it brings people together. Um, I think you've said that so many times. Um, <laughs> But I feel like music is is just much part of that as well. Like, yeah, music music can take a bad day and and make it good. Like, Absolutely, that and a high five. Like, any anybody gives me a high five, I'm feeling better. All right. Well, we're, look for everyone out there right now listening. Um, send Jen some high fives. Send her some high fives. You you can do it on like Instagram or TikTok or something. Send her some high sure. fives. Send me yeah. a high five. Tell her to have a good day. Tell her because she she's so busy, like she is. I don't I don't think she ever stops running, but it, it's hard to tie her down for an hour every once in a while because she's so busy. So I appreciate you for that. I appreciate you very much. So all right, thanks. We have bored everyone to death. To death. 
Um, and we're going to shut up now and we're going to end the episode. But hey, thank you everyone again for sticking with us. Make sure you tell your friends and family members about a show that interviews and talks with kids and coaches. And we have a little fun on here as well. So uh, help us grow this show. Um, we've got big dreams, big aspirations, and uh, you guys are a part of it, and we can't do it without you. So thank you so much. Um, but, Jen, until next time. We'll catch you on the slide. It was different. I didn't have to tell you and, like, explain to you what we were about to do. You just sort of What's knew. up with that? I just I knew know. what to do. You did. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great afternoon if you're in the morning. Or great morning, great. I don't know. I don't know how to say that, but just enjoy your day. Have an awesome, have an awesome (laughs) day. Bye. We thank you for toughing it out and pushing through. Now let's go teach the world great sportsmanship, leadership to go inspire someone through your dedication and excitement for the game. Make sure to smash the like and follow button on all social media at the Slide Podcast Show and the Slide Pod on Twitter. Plus, leave us a review and feedback. Until next time. Until next time. We'll catch you on the slide. Slide. Slide.